Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 14th of September and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. And if you need to, you can always pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to our website and you can read our disclaimer there. All right, well, a little bit of an interesting mixed session, I guess you could say, in US markets last night. We had the Dow Jones closing up 262 points, or 0.76 of a percent, 34,870. But it was quite a volatile session once again, uh, and it was negative uh, earlier this morning before a bit of a late rally. We are seeing uh, some uh, toing and froing before a key inflation number coming out of the US tonight. NASDAQ down 0.07%, 10 points to 15,106, and the S&P 500 up 10 points, or 0.23% to 44.69. So it was a little bit of a drifty kind of volatile day where no one can really make up their mind. A bit, bit less conviction around at the moment. And certainly there are many commentators talking about peak earnings, peak market, peak valuation. And there is some concerns over Biden's tax plans, or at least some of the House Democrat tax plans to raise individual and corporate tax rates and undoing some of Trump's Uh, tax cuts, which would have an effect on the market. And of course, we also have tapering talk continuing to rumble around the market and an FOMC meeting in a week's time where we get to hear from Jerome Powell and those all important and closely watched dot points. VIX index as a result of all this, I guess, positivity is the word, uh, at least at the close, uh, down 7.5%, back down to 19.37. Our SPY futures, though, really not picking up on the positive vibes, down 14 points, but would expect to see maybe a rebound in some of the sectors that have been under some pressure in recent days, mainly the banking sector, maybe even the healthcare sector should do relatively well, as would the energy and oil and gas sector, with Brent crude up 0.8 of a percent, or 59 cents to 73.51. WTI up just over 1%, 73 cents to $70.45. And even the gold price managed to eke out a small gain last night, $2.30, but gold bugs will take that. 17.94.40. Unfortunately for iron ore, it is still very much on the nose, down 4.8%. And you do get the feeling that China is very much in control of this iron ore price and somewhat punishing Australia for its stance on various things. 122.60 US dollars a tonne. It is now down 49 odd percent from its highs around 230, now 122. That is a big, big drop. Aussie dollar. 73.68, just a little bit off the top there. And other commodities last night, we had copper down 1.4, nickel down 3.3, we had aluminium down 1, zinc down 1.4, we had lead down 1.3, and tin down 0.3 of a percent. But once again, we saw uranium spot prices at least moving higher, nearly 5% last night to $42.00. 40 a pound US. So a big move there. 
But uh, we also saw the coal price as well doing well last night, up around 2.25%. As a result, BHP and Rio both positive in US trade. We had BHP up 0.4% and Rio up 0.8%, clearly ignoring that fall in the iron ore price again. But there are a number of brokers now downgrading their yearly iron ore estimates. Here you can see the S&P 500. It was pretty negative for uh, for most of the day, not doing too much, as I say, very much under a little bit of pressure because of tapering talk, tax rise talk, etc. But did manage to uh, perk up at the close, uh, closing out a mere 0.23% to the good. Major stories last night. We do have that CPI and we do have crude oil prices rising, which certainly has helped the market. Uh, Scientists saying that most people don't need COVID vaccine booster. We are seeing that Delta variant increase in the US and elsewhere at the moment, but luckily we haven't seen increased hospitalizations, at least in the UK and Europe. Uh, JP Morgan's uh, Kolovnavik says time to cut tech in reopening revival and the Phillies Fed's Harker supports move towards tapering process sooner rather than later. You get the feeling that many of these uh, Fed chiefs are uh, running a bit of an interview process for themselves on social media and other places and financial media. As Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell's job is up for grabs at the moment. He is supposedly going to get the nod from President Biden, but there's nothing guaranteed. So certainly a lot of these Fed heads out and about trying to increase their profile. House Democrats expected to propose a hiking of the corporate tax rate to 26.5 from 21 and also a three percentage point surtax on top earners and a capital gains tax increase. Chinese August loan growth softer than expected. Southeast Asia chooses to open economies even as COVID continues its grip. And South Korean exports rise nearly 31% year on year in the first 10 days of September. And Biden administration is targeting Chinese subsidies. Uh, This could lead to a new tariff war. It was only last week that President Biden phoned uh, President Xi and there was a feeling that maybe uh, things were getting a little warmer in the relationship, but maybe not. And China's Yuan uh, imposes uh, output curbs on aluminium cement makers. This is clearly to uh, cut back on their emissions. They have uh, winter coming. They want to keep the air nice and clean. They have the Winter Olympics and they want to also appear to be good global citizens ahead of the big climate change that we have coming up in the next month or so. As far as what's on today goes, we have ABS dwelling prices for the second quarter, NAB business conditions and confidence in August, and overseas July industrial production coming out of Japan. A couple of RBA heads out and about today. We've got Lucy Ellis, the assistant governor for the economic side of things, and Bradley Jones appearing before a standing committee, and the RBA chief teller. Uh, Phil Lowe is at an online forum at 1 p.m. In the U.S., as far as uh, some of their stocks go, Tesla was up 0.9, Apple 0.4, Amazon down 0.4, Alphabet up 1.1. So tech a little bit mixed. We do have the Apple big day out tomorrow, September the 14th, where we get some announcements from Apple on uh, some of the new products, perhaps. Not that you'll be able to get the new products because supply chain issues will mean it pretty hard to get hold of your iPhone 20 or whatever it is. Square also down 0.5 of a percent, so that will have an effect on afterpay. 10-year yields in the US, 1.33% in Australia, 1.27%. Germany still negative 0.33%. And Valneva, 
which is a biotech company, has plunged 41.6% after the British government ended a COVID-19 supply deal with the French company. that hasn't even finished its phase three trials, and the government in the UK had ordered a whole bunch of stock stockpiles for the booster shots, etc., but they have cancelled that deal. It was going to be produced in Scotland. Chinese tech stocks remain under pressure. Authorities moving against sites, blocking links to each other. So that sector is still very much under pressure from China at the moment. Iron ore down 45% from its highs. It's now sitting at its lowest since the end of November 2020, which wasn't actually that long ago. It's only not even a year ago. So you can see how much it's rallied in the last year and how much it's fallen back. Sol Pats, uh, the round oak metals float looks to be on. Should have a market cap of around $860 million based on the recent 29 metals float. Its principal asset is something it bought from IGO, which is the Jaguar Zinc, Copper, Silver and Gold Mine in WA. And BHP gets the OK to up exports from Port Hedland by 14%. And Transurban's long-awaited $4 billion capital raise could be this week. The market well and truly expecting this has been flagged. They are bidding for part of WestConnect they don't already own, which is up for auction at the moment. The New South Wales government splitting it into two tranches, and uh, TLCL look to be in the box seat there. Likely to be some sort of placement and a rights issue, but it has been in the market for some time, so it shouldn't come as a big shock. Question of the day today. Is $8.75 enough to get the Sydney airport bid over the line? <coughs> Excuse me. We'll see. But uh, certainly yesterday the market was warming to the fact that $8.75 is certainly uh, far more tempting than the previous offers and the board and management have granted due diligence to the IFM consortium to, uh, to get that bid over the line. So it'd be interesting to see if that's going to be enough. That's it for today. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas and insights over there as usual. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is the motto over there on the Facebook group. So it's a really well-behaved, well-run group. So please head on over there. Love to have your company for your thoughts. That's it for me today. Have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.